Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV, episode number 342 for Tuesday, the 8th of April, 2014. They've finally done it. Microsoft has cut off Microsoft Windows XP. And if you're angry about that fact, well, don't go anywhere. You don't necessarily have to replace your computer. We've got a way that you can get your old computer up and running. Good as new, screaming fast, and absolutely free. It's pretty good. Very good. Oh, also, tonight we are on the Roku. We are on Roku, ladies and gentlemen, so welcome. If you are watching from a Roku device, nice to have you here. Kelsey Jensen, everybody. Uh, Thank you for having me back. Good to see you. So, here's what's coming up in the newsroom. Thanks to the whole Windows XP thing, some organizations are ditching Windows altogether and making the switch to Linux. A security exploit gives low-skill hackers direct security clearance access to over 7,600 power plants all over the world. When we hear that a bug has caused Mazda to recall 42,000 vehicles, we typically think they're talking about a computer problem. But this time, it's not a computer bug, it's an arachnid. (sighs) Oh no. And finally, Microsoft Xbox Live service was owned by a 5-year-old. Stick around. These stories are coming up later in the show. Awesome. Thanks, Kelsey. Now, I know we've got a little bit of screen flicker tonight. I apologize for that. Hey, if you can stick it out, it's it's okay. We know that it's there. And uh, unfortunately, I don't know if there's anything that we can do with it while we're live, but we'll definitely make sure that we resolve it uh, in time for next week's show. I think it's minor enough that we're going to be able to do a great show for you. So don't go anywhere. This is going to be an awesome show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Starring Sasha Dermatis. Hillary Rumble. Krista Wells. Eric Kidd. And your host, Robbie Ferguson. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Hey, it's so nice to have you here. I'm Robbie. I'm Kelsey. Category5.tv is a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Cat5.tv. Cat Where'd it go? <laughs> Where'd it go? It's, it's right there. TPN. And cat, no, it's cat5.tv slash TPN. And the International Association of Internet Broadcasters, cat5.tv slash IAIB. To be fair, we have so much to cover tonight <laughs> that the font is very, very tiny. It is tiny. I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that she literally out loud said, where to go? Where to go? Okay, follow along with your finger. Okay. Category5.tv t-shirts are available for you in our Category5 merch store. It's shop.category5.tv. Shop.category5.tv. Hey, our, our t-shirts are really fantastic. Uh, if you're new here, you want to get one while they last, get on over to shop.category5.tv and uh, pick up an awesome Category 5 t-shirt. 
as mentioned in the Category 5 TV, is now on the Roku. I'm very excited to be a part of that platform. Sorry for the crazy flicker, folks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're going to bear with me, right? Even if, if you're watching on Roku, if you're watching however you're watching, if you're on our website, Category5.tv, uh, just f- forgive the flicker. It's okay. We've got... I, I'll, I'll show you. We have crammed the technology tonight, and we're... I, I guarantee you, what you're seeing here is that we're pushing the tech as far as it will possibly go. All the way to the limit. All the way. Because we have so many Linux distros running all at once. So that we can take a look at these tonight. We want to show you all these Linux distributions so that you can see what is available. That's a lot. It's a lot. And so we want to show you because Linux is an alternative to Microsoft Windows, Mm -hmm. to Mac OS, and it's absolutely free. Which is very good. Yeah. So forgive the flicker. I know we're pushing the limits tonight. I think the sound is good. Uh, You're going to be able to see the screen. We're going to be able to see the Roku. So all the rest of it doesn't matter. Uh, It's just my my head. Just say it's the shimmer of the lights off of the bald nerd. So we're on Roku, cat5.tv slash Roku. We're going to talk more about it as we demonstrate our channel. I've got my Roku remote right here. Fancy. We're going to take a look at that tonight. Uh, We welcome all of our new viewers uh, who are watching through Roku, both live and on demand uh, tonight and and over the course of the next few weeks. I know there are a lot of you. It's so nice to have you being a part of the show. And and we invite you to join our community. Get over to category5.tv and sign up for a free account there. It's how you can participate in contests, prize giveaways. We do those here on the air. Uh, And even if you're watching on Roku, you can qualify for those prizes. Uh, Also, get into the chat room if you're watching live. It's Category 5 on Freenode. Or, of course, you can head on over to live.cat5.tv. And you'll see a link there, or just go to our main website, category5.tv. I'll throw it up on the screen for you. There it is, and uh, you'll find the links under the Interact menu. Uh, we have a mobile site as well, if you want to watch it through your mobile device. There you go, m.cat5.tv, or scan that QR code. Uh, hold it up to your, your big screen TV. You're watching on the Roku. Scan it. You can have all your devices, every last one of them. All, every single one of them. Surround flicker. <laughs> How cool. Okay. Pretty good. So can you believe Windows XP is officially dead? It's gone. I, I can't remember time without it. Like, I remember when I was younger, Windows XP on my was, family computer. and. Yeah, for me, it was, was it? DOS 3. Okay. <laughs> All right. I see what actually before. Yeah. Vic 20. Anyone can Whoa. relate? Yeah, XP has been around for a long time. It's uh, 2001 that's, that's that it came out. Pretty old. It blows my mind that, that it, it has been running on desktop computers, laptop computers for that long. Like we're talking 13 years. 13 years. Was- Facebook has been around as long as you can probably remember. Well. <laughs> it's been around it's been for around. a long time. It came out, Facebook came out three years after Windows XP, um, iPhones. Nowadays, when we're designing websites, and we mentioned our mobile website, you use your iPhone or whatever else, whatever other device, but an iPhone was not even announced so for, for another six years after XP came out. Oh. They had not even announced the first release of the iPhone for six full 
years. Uh, Google was just a small little company. I mentioned it before. A privately held company with about 400 employees. It's just a baby. That's where they were at when Windows XP came out. So um, if you take advantage, you know, you're watching this on your high-speed internet connection tonight. Imagine the big news. The huge news when Windows XP came out that time in 2001 was from U.S. Robotics, who had released their V92 56K modem. Wow. Remember those? <laughs> there weren't no internet video back then. So that's, wh- that's where XP has come from. So people say to me, well, why is it being deprecated? Why are they cutting off XP when it still works just fine? It's that old. It's 13 years. People got to move on. We they have do. to move on. The, the society of computer users has to move on. Uh, Agamotto says that Windows XP was one of the things that made him actually go Linux. And that's surprising you would say that because tonight we have a question uh, from a, a wonderful viewer. I, don't, I wonder if you can touch on that. Yep. Uh, this is from uh, Thornio. Thornio. He says, my mom needs to replace XP. What Linux distro should she, could she use? And how can I make it look like Linux... Like XP, so they don't get scared by it. Okay. I'm going to touch the question, but I have to do this, Kelsey. What? Linux. Linux. (laughs) She's new here, folks. It's Linux. She's new. Linux. So it's okay. Linux. Linux. Think. Well, uh, people say Linus Torvalds. Yeah. The creator of Linux. But actually, in his home dialect, it's, uh, it's Linus Torvalds. Oh, so then you so then you think Linux, Linux but but Linus says uh, Linux, and he's the guy who created it, so mm-hmm. he's got to be right. Oh yeah, he says Linux. Linux, E sound. Okay. Linux. Okay. Whoa. Now that we got that out of the way, <laughs> sorry about that. That is more serious, folks, than the flicker. <laughs> so okay. So you've got Linux, uh, you, you've got Windows XP. It, it's the classic scenario. We wanted to read your question there, Thorneo, because you, your mom, is in the same boat as so many other people. Oh yeah. Windows XP is gone. Today's the day, April eighth, twenty fourteen. Doesn't do anything anymore. You can keep running it, but then you are absolutely unsafe. I, 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 I can't stress enough that if you keep using Windows XP, you are basically opening yourself up to be exploited. And when I say that, I mentioned it on the show previously. If you think that you are not susceptible to those attacks because, hey, I'm just, I'm just Robbie or I'm just Kelsey or I'm just insert Whatever. name here. The fact is, is that they, these ha- hacker exploits are going through IP, address, uh, IP addresses like a phone book. And eventually they're going to get to you. They don't care who you are. They don't care that you've got couple kids and nothing they don't care that you can't afford to upgrade your computer for example okay you've got windows xp i I can't go out and spend another thousand bucks buying a new computer i just bought this one six years ago yeah so and it still works why should i have to replace it that's where a lot of people are right now but you can't keep running windows xp that's not the solution plain and simple so tonight we're going to show you some alternatives and i kind of alluded to it linux is a free operating system and it allows you to wipe out everything on your computer and install a replacement operating system 
You think, oh, I'd love to do that with Windows 7. I'd love to put Windows 7 on my old computer or Windows 8 on my old computer, but it's not going to happen. It's not free. It's not free, for one thing. You're absolutely right. But here's the thing. You, pay th- you buy the license. So let's mm-hmm. say we went with Windows 7 because we wanted to breathe new life into our old computer. Buy the license. Might be a couple of hundred bucks. You might get it on a deal or whatever. By the time you get it, you, know, in- you get your stuff backed up. You get your operating system installed. Then you realize you need more RAM because your computer actually doesn't have enough specifications in order to run the new operating system. And then it's you got it working, but you've now you've spent four hundred dollars, and uh, you know you, then you need to hire someone or have somebody transfer all your files back, and it's it, you're down for days upon days, and, and in that time you've spent so much money, and in that time something could have happened. Surely, but also you are still running this old six year old computer with a newer operating system, so it's dog slow, horrible experience, and. What was it worth? You just sank $400 into it. Mm-hmm. So then people say, okay, well, for 600 bucks, I can buy a really decent computer, brand new, with a, you know, maybe a one, two, three-year warranty on it. That makes more sense because I'm spending just a little bit more getting a brand new system. I can put that old one into e-waste or just store it if I ever need access to it or whatever. Not safe to boot up, but maybe you've got files on there. Um, so fact is, is that it's still going to cost you a lot of money. Tonight, I want to show you some alternatives because one of the things that Microsoft doesn't want you to know is that there are other options. People have said, oh, well, what if I switch to Mac? Why don't I just switch to Mac? Well, then you're doing the exact same thing. You're, you're having to buy new hardware. It's licensed software, and your programs, you know, you, you, you probably won't be able to transition the same programs over, and then you've got the whole learning curve thing. So if you're going to do the little bit of learning curve anyway, you're going to do that with Windows 7, Windows 8, uh, Mac, doesn't matter. There's a bit of a learning curve. Might as well take a look at Linux. Absolutely free. So let's do that. I have six different Linux distributions installed on this computer right now. So we're going to start with number one. And this is called Q4OS. And I, I didn't want to discredit Q4OS, which is a brand new operating system. I wanted you Windows XP users to see how similar Linux can look to Windows XP. This is it, it's notable enough that I wanted to show it to you. It looks, feels a lot like Microsoft Windows, but it's not Windows. It's Linux, so the software is a little bit different. But what I want to think about is what do you use your computer for, Kelsey? Um, my computer is mostly used for homework and you watching YouTube videos, YouTube, okay. uh, Netflix, Netflix, things like that. Netflix is the one that might get you. Might get me. Mm-hmm. But you're going to get a Roku anyway. Of course. Of course. So l- looking at Linux, what's different is that it's, it's alternative software. So mm-hmm. homework and stuff, you've got uh, Linux-based um, free Office clone suite to replace Microsoft Office. Don't forget, if you upgrade to Windows 7, you've got to buy Microsoft Office too because Office 2003 and before has been deprecated as well. So now we've got, so on Linux, we've got an alternative. It'll work with your Word docs, your Excel spreadsheets, your PowerPoint files, all for free. Internet is a given. You've got your web browser. You've got the ability to, to surf the web just like you normally would. You can go to YouTube and you've got access to everything just like you would because a lot of stuff these days is web-based right this one's a little bit slow and 
So Q4OS looks a lot like Windows XP, but it's probably not the one for you because it is young. I say mm-hmm. Q4OS is more for somebody who perhaps is a bit of an, a, a, like a, somebody who has used Linux, wants to play around, wants to make something look like Windows XP. It's a little bit young. So let's move on. Let's check out what's next. Next up is Point Linux. This is my distribution of choice. It's based on Debian, and Debian's another distribution. This is what's I, I, I want to kind of share with you about distributions because Linux comes in all different flavors, is what they call them. So where you used to be used to Windows XP, Windows 7, Windows uh, Vista, and Windows Millennium Edition and 98. These are different versions. Whereas Linux, you're going to have all the same versions, but different flavors. Mm -hmm. So a different company has developed this Linux. A different company has developed that Linux. But they're all Linux. And they're all free a lot of the time. Free is pretty good. The ones that I'm looking at are all free. So this is Point Linux. I like it because I am old school and I like the old school look of it. And I am good at Linux, so I don't mind that sometimes things break. Sometimes things aren't exactly where you want them and you have to move them. It gives me control. So if you're a Linux user already, I recommend you check out Point Linux. A note that I will be posting links in the show notes, pardon me, for episode number 342. You'll be able to follow all the links for all these distributions and actually download them to your computer. So Point Linux uh, comes with a lot of stuff. Everything is, this is out of the box. I'll show you uh, LibreOffice Writer, which is a Microsoft Word clone and works with your Word documents and, and is, in all essences, a, a, a replacement for Microsoft Word. Ooh. So it looks like it. You know, it's just it's a word processor, right? Does what you need it to do. Exactly. And works with all these file formats. Microsoft See, Word. Notice, Microsoft Word, 2007, 2003, 97 XP, 2003, uh, 2010. Um, and those are just the formats. It'll, it'll still open newer ones, too. And look at all this stuff. Look at all these file formats. Unlike Everything. Word, where it was like Doc, right? Mm-hmm. No, this will open. You can open WordPerfect files if you wanted to. All that stuff is all there. So LibreOffice is included with a lot of different Linux distributions, including Point Linux, and is absolutely free. comes with your graphics editing uh, software, uh, text editors, calculator, the basic stuff. And again, your ability to browse the web, because that's you know out of the box, it's important. So I draw your attention to usability, and, and as an XP user, you might see that, well, that's kind of like a start menu, but it's at the top. But you'll also notice that it's a little better organized. I've got internet, and there are all my internet programs. There's not a lot of junk. You don't see any you know, uninstall or text readmes or help files and all this extra junk that Windows XP is, uh, users are used to. No, it's internet. These are my applications. Graphics, these are my applications. Accessories, these are my applications. Very well sorted. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's my web browser, which is, by default, Mozilla Firefox in Point Linux. All right? And uh, Agamotto was wondering, what made you choose Point over Zorin? Well, Point Linux, to me, is a little bit more um, customizable for an old-school Linux user. So uh, for those of you who are running Windows XP looking for an, uh, an upgrade, maybe this isn't the one for you. But if you've been using Linux for a while, then I would suggest that you look at it. It's based on Debian 7, and it's incredibly robust. comes with some of the great features like Compiz, which give you some nice effects and things like that. Um, and for me, that's one of the selling points, because here on the show... 
for example, I need to be able to do stuff like zoom in, um, which or do this kind of thing, or if I need to, I I need to be able to do more because I do a TV show. A little bit different, but it's really robust. It's really fast, and it's rock solid because it's based on Debian. So a few different reasons. We're gonna get to Zorin OS too. All right. So moving along. Let's take a look at our next distro. Zubuntu. This is interesting. This one is based on Ubuntu. And I'm going to tell you a little story about Ubuntu because it is one of the, uh, probably the most famous Linux distributions right now because it is commercially, why can't I speak? Commercially (laughs) developed by Canonical. It's a company that sells support rather than software. Interesting model, right? Because we're used to Microsoft who sell software. So you have to buy the $200 license, the $400 license. This is provided, this is a version of Ubuntu called Zubuntu. Uh, You don't need to understand the the idiosyncrasies. It's a little bit different than Ubuntu, but they're all run by the same company, Canonical. And the reason, the, the way that they make their money is through support. So it's a, a much different kind of business model. And you're, you're able to take the benefit of an operating system that is rock solid. Look at that. Again, start menu, we'll call it, is at the top. It looks very much like, say, a Windows 7 kind of start menu. And you'll see that if I navigate to Internet, there are my Internet tools, multimedia. It again, this is out of the box. This is a fresh install. It comes with a, a certain suite of applications. So if I want internet, I can click on internet and bring up Firefox, and I'm good to go. If I want to edit graphics, I can go graphics, and it comes with GNU Image Manipulation Program, which you've probably seen here on the show if you're a regular viewer. So there's your internet, and you can, again, get around the internet and do your thing. Oh, look at that. They detected me as English. All right? Wonderful. Thank you, YouTube. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that this one looks pretty pretty sleek. It does look very nice. I would have to say, if you have older hardware, Zubuntu may be the way that I would lean because, one, you've got the base from Ubuntu that is really rock solid. They are commercially backed, so you know that you're always going to have good support on the operating system as far as getting the updates and security patches and things like that. But Zubuntu is much lighter weight than Ubuntu. Ubuntu is kind of heavy. This will run very well. It's XU. B-U-N-T-U. Zubuntu will run very, very well on older hardware. Well, that's always a good thing if you have an older computer. That's the thing. You kind of bought your, bought your computer 2001 with yeah, the release of Windows XP. Still using that. And here's a way to breathe new life into that computer. Mm-hmm. So what's different about Zubuntu is that it comes with a different suite of software, and there is a learning curve. But remember that this is absolutely free, and it comes with probably the bulk of what you're going to need to get up and running. You'll notice that there is no LibreOffice. Instead, there is a program called AbbeyWord, and that is, again, another alternative to uh, Microsoft Office, but not as robust as LibreOffice. So, well, I really want LibreOffice, but I've got an old computer, so how can I do that on this system? Well, you can install, because it's Linux... You can install any Linux application on here, uh, and and it will 
run on your Linux computer. Just like, you know, if your computer doesn't come with Word and you're on Microsoft Windows, you can buy Word and you can install it on your mm-hmm. computer. So similarly, free software is available for Zubuntu or any of these Linux distributions, and you can install them. So the way that I would do that is to bring up Ubuntu Software Center. And once that comes up, keep in mind, if you see that things kind of run slow around here tonight, do keep in mind that I have that many operating systems all running simultaneously. So I'm, again, I'm milking the resources here tonight. In Ubuntu Software Center, this is a, a way that you can install software for free on your computer that runs Linux that, is, that are based on Ubuntu. So this is for Ubuntu derivatives or Ubuntu itself. So if you wanted LibreOffice up in the search here, we could type in Libre. And let's see what comes up. And I'm having some weird keyboard stuff probably from, again, having so many different um, operating systems running. But basically, that's that's how that works anyways, um, not to take too much time on it. But this is a repository of all different types of applications. I'm going to use my mouse instead of the keyboard because I seem to be having trouble. And you can scroll through and find the applications that you want. Uh, there's LibreOffice right there. So I can click on it, and then all I have to do is click on Install and Presto blamo, your computer downloads it through the internet. No discs needed, no licensing, no having to purchase. It's absolutely free. Definitely better than Windows. In a lot of ways. <laughs> in a lot of ways. All right, so moving on here. Now let's look at Ubuntu. Thing to note about Ubuntu and uh, Zubuntu and all of the Buntus is that uh, April is what's called LTS month. Uh, so this is our long-term support cycle is about to begin. So if you're going to download Ubuntu or Zubuntu, wait until the end of the month because they have a brand new version that's coming out that has an extended support cycle. So you're going to be able to use that operating system for a very long time, absolutely free. Well, that's a that's good thing. Yeah. So there you go. So what's different about this one? I got logged out there. I'm just going to log back in. This is... Unity. It's a different interface. I feel like Unity is designed more for touchscreens. That's my impression. It does require better hardware, so probably your old computer is not going to run this quite as well. Um, and I do find it a lot slower than some of the other interfaces. You can kind of tell that uh, here tonight. It does have LibreOffice and everything kind of included. It has Ubuntu Software Center, so you can install more. But this is geared more toward... Um, Probably, I would say, somebody who has a slightly newer computer that wants to be able to do some more graphical stuff as far as the way that the operating system works. And it does, to me, you can tell from the interface, it's not a start menu kind of idea. It's it's like a big button interface. To me, it feels more like a touchscreen interface. Because yeah. that's the way things are going. They're going Touch. tablet. And I didn't want to discredit... Uh, Ubuntu. I wanted to show you it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can run it in different modes, but we're looking at out-of-the-box experience. This is what it looks like out-of-the-box. looks like it's got Amazon in there, too. It does have an integration of the Amazon uh, API, which means as you type something in, um, so what would you search for? Probably, what would you, what would you go to Amazon for? Any particular music? Uh, buying books. So let's, you know, book. I don't, that doesn't really... That's pretty generic. 
It doesn't help uh, me. Well, so it is. actually, as I type in book, it says, okay, well, you've got contacts, but then it also brings up all these options to search in, in Amazon. And then it gives you suggestions for books. <laughs> that was a generic term. Let's say piano guys, because I don't have any piano guys on this computer. But so what you'll see is that, okay, now all of a sudden it's going to start suggesting um, some CDs that I could buy. There's the pianist from Piano Guys, for example, and I'll probably find some results. So search is integrated into Ubuntu in in that kind of Dash environment. That's not a, the same. It's cool. It's cool. It's really cool. But probably not for the older computers. No. But I want. But maybe you've got a newer computer and you're still looking for a, a Linux distribution to take a look at. So maybe that's the one for you. Certainly is robust, and like I said, it's uh, backed by. Um, Canonical, a, a company that backs up this software, runs it for you, and the new LTS version is coming out. And this one's still free, right? It's free. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now people want me to take a look at Linux Mint. So I'm going to sign in here. There we go. Welcome to Linux Mint. This feels pretty Windows-esque to me until I click on the menu. Yeah, that's not Windows. No. And that's not a bad thing. No. I would say, okay, so I point to Office, and there again is LibreOffice, absolutely free and included. Remember, I have not installed anything on these computers. This is all that comes with it. So, again, absolutely free. So, with Linux Mint, it looks pretty um, polished. The edges look pretty Mm -hmm. polished up, um, almost as though maybe they've got a, a... a fairly strong graphic department at Linux Mint. It looks pretty good. I see a lot of gradients and stuff. I think a matter of taste. Um, but again, this is Linux. It's customizable. I can change things like my desktop background just as easily as I can with Microsoft Windows or anything. So you can customize it. You can make it look the way that you want, as you can see there. All right. Comes with some just loading up there so click and move around but again it's linux a little bit of a different flavor looks fairly windows-esque i i think that the learning curve would be mm-hmm. reasonable don't mind the speed issues that's because again i'm running uh seven different operating systems right now simultaneously on one computer um so i i don't think the learning curve there is is too bad but i think it is he- it's heavier than zubuntu so it's not going to perform quite as well on your older hardware, but maybe you've got a fairly new system. You know, somebody came into my office and said, oh, I just bought this laptop three years ago, and it had Windows XP on it. It was probably just one that was on the floor and mm-hmm. still had XP. What a shame. So maybe this would be a good solution because it is a little bit sleeker, a little bit nicer looking, um, and certainly comes with a robust suite of applications. Might want to give Linux Mint a try. What stands out to you so far about Linux, Kelsey? It's a lot different than Windows. It looks nicer, cleaner. You nicer, know. cleaner. Quote that. Get a T-shirt. <laughs> Ubuntu. It looks. It looks basically like Windows, and then you know, do other things. Well, not the, sorry. This one looks just like Windows. This, Linux Mint. Yeah. Linux Mint just looks just like Windows. Uh, 
aside from a couple couple differences. I think it's the paradigm. It's the, okay, well, we need a desktop. Mm -hmm. And that desktop should have access to your computer and your home folder, which is, you know, say documents and pictures and things like that. So when I click on computer, I should have access to my file systems and so on and so forth. So it's not that it looks like Windows per se, but that the paradigm is the Mm -hmm. same. So when I click on this menu at the bottom, I expect to be presented with a list of applications. It doesn't so much matter that it's laid out differently. Yes. I just expect it to perform that way. Maybe that's one of the reasons that I'm uncomfortable with Ubuntu as a user. Mm -hmm. Because when I click on the menu, I expect to have a traditional style menu to some degree. I don't mind that it's different, but I want it to behave the way that I, the end user, would expect my operating system perform. So with Linux Mint, again, it, it does have that, oh, this is just my list of applications. Yeah. No bells and whistles. Oh. Straightforward. It's got the search. If I, if I can't find something, I could type it in. Writer. And it's instant. Look at that. Uh, give me an application. Firefox. Yeah, there it is. Mm-hmm. So it has all those kind of additional kind of enhancements like that, but it does have the Windows user interface, Yeah. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Should we move to the next one? All right. Let's Ready do for it. it? How many have we got? I think we've done. We've got one more. Last one, one more. folks. Woo. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to present you with one that we looked at many, many years ago. This is called Zorin OS. Okay, so you're thinking about possibly upgrading to Windows 7 or getting a Windows 7 computer, mm-hmm. but it's pretty pricey. Remember, Zorin OS is Linux. It's absolutely free. This is out of the box. Looks pretty sleek. Yeah. Looks like it's got Chrome instead of Firefox. Chrome, Chrome I'm going to br- bring up my menu. And again, what, do I, what am I presented with? A list of categories. So internet. There's my browser. There's instant messaging compatible with you know Facebook and uh, ICQ, IRC, uh, AOL Instant Messenger, all the big ones. Uh, what else is there now that MSN is gone? I don't know. Thunderbird email. So the applications come with it. But again, what do you notice? It looks quite similar to Windows. Learning, I learning noticed curve it there. Is, yeah, learning curve is really, yeah. really simple. Mm-hmm. And this is free? Yeah. It's always free. So what are we looking for? Um, okay, well, let's say I don't like the background wallpaper. So me as a user, my automatic impulse is to right click and say okay what do oh (laughs) change desktop background okay that was easy so i've clicked on that there we go notice there's some some cool effects there too eh yeah um i don't see in windows so what am i looking for oh all set no that's not what i wanted okay let's go back to that (laughs) that took me back to like the control panel so right clicking automatically took me to background so what do i do i click on it Oh, Ooh. there we go. Apparently they like the space theme. Yeah. Can you blame them? No. So all this stuff is included. That's pretty cool. Any of those stand out to you, Kelsey? Uh, I like the the black and white park bench. Yeah. Okay. Select that. And uh, and there we go. There it is. So there's our, our Zorn OS operating system. Absolutely free comes with LibreOffice again. So I've got access to my Office documents. I've got Excel spreadsheet support. Um, I haven't shown you that yet. It's called Calc. And I'll bring that up as well. 
And so you can breathe new life into your old computer because these applications will run on older systems Mm -hmm. for free. So you can download them from their respective websites. Again, links are going to be in the show notes on category5.tv for episode number 342. I'll close out of LibreOffice Writer. There's the Excel clone. Works just the same. Looks basically the same. Yep. Just the same sort of thing. And... Not only can you open, but say your friends use the actual Microsoft Excel, you can, in fact, save as Excel S. Oh. Or, see, you can save as Excel spreadsheets. So wanted to bring it to school or something, you know, save as the normal save document. And yeah, exactly. There you go. You have a, You've got something you can transfer. Or exactly. if somebody emails you an Excel spreadsheet or something, you can open it. It'll work at the, as the same thing. Save it as a PDF. Yeah. Do whatever you like. Yeah. Cool. So that is, uh, you know, just a real quick, I'm not giving tutorials on Linux tonight. It's just, I wanted you to see that there's an alternative out there that you can use that is available absolutely free. And they, there's just a plethora of mm-hmm. Linux distributions that are available to you. And uh, I'm going to have links for you in the show notes. Episode number 342 is what this is. And our website is category5.tv. So just look for that episode, click on the notes button, and you'll see all the links for all those distributions that we've looked at. And of course, in the chat room, if you've got your own suggestions, um, post those in the chat room, and then they will show up in the chat logs as well. So Mm -hmm. if you have a Linux distribution that you think is perfect for a Windows user who's migrating over from Microsoft Windows XP to Linux... I, I think that Zubuntu is probably the lightest weight of all the ones that I've looked at tonight. So that's mm-hmm. the one that I would say, yeah, if you're, if you're using uh, Microsoft Windows XP, you've got an older computer, that would be probably the one that I would expect is going to perform the best and be very, very usable and comes with the support of Canonical. So there you go. Favorites, Kelsey? I like the last one. The last one, Zorin OS. Zorin, Zorin OS. That one was good. That one looked really nice. Cool. Um, Linux Mint. Linux Mint. There's Zorin OS again. Yeah. Perfect. I like that one. Looks pretty sleek. Yeah, it does. Cool. Well, give it a try. Let us know what you decide. And uh, certainly if you're moving over from Windows XP, don't feel like there's no hope for you as far as, you know, if you're stuck because it costs so much to buy a new computer or you need to figure out what to do. Um, Installing Linux is fairly simple and we will happily walk you through it here on the show. Um, And so once you've sort of selected the one that you're interested in, let's have a talk. Send in your questions live at category5.tv and then tune into the, to the live show or watch the show on demand through your Roku device or right on our website category5.tv and we'll be more than happy to uh, to walk you through and, and give you a hand Alrighty. all right thanks everybody all set all set here we go so here are the top stories from the category5.tv newsroom microsoft has more reasons to worry about linux Linux. 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 After reports of <laughs> that an Indian state switched from Windows XP to Linux, now a UK, UK-based organization is ditching Windows and going for Linux-based Chromebooks. Linux. Linux. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do that every single time. I'll be like, I just... Bing, bing, bing. Linux. 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 The London Borough of Barking and... 
Dagenham is opening the source way as it shifts away from Windows XP desktops in favor of 2000 Samsung 33, 3, 303Cs Chromebooks for employees and 300 Chromebook Chromeboxes for reception desk. desk, desk <laughs> I can't talk. Uh, me too, buddy. Me too. <laughs> uh, reception desks and shared work areas across the borough. The council claims the migration to help it save around four hundred thousand euros, half the total, half of the total cost by not choosing new Windows desktops, and a further two hundred thousand euros on electricity costs, with Chromebooks being more energy efficient than desktop PCs. The council earlier had 3,500 desktop computers and 800 laptops for its 3,500 employees. If all goes as planned, it expects to complete um, the migration to Chrome, Chromebooks and Chromeboxes by early June. Interesting. Okay, so these are Linux-based Chrome, Chrome units. Chrome, yeah. I guess. Uh, well, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if it's yeah, if it's the Chromebook OS. Okay, yeah. right. that's interesting. So they must be centralizing a lot of stuff, and but but cool that they're saving so much money by dropping mm-hmm. Microsoft Windows. Yeah, could come back to bite, but uh, you know we'll see what happens. Exactly, I think it's good thing, good thing. If the big companies are doing it, you can do it too. Mm-hmm. Promise you. The discovery of bugs in software used to run oil rigs, refineries, and power plants has promoted a global push to patch the widely used control system. The bugs were found by security research and, if exploited, could give attackers remote access to control systems for the installations. Yeah! The U.S. Department of Homeland Security said an attacker with low skill would be able to exploit the bugs. (laughs) The security researchers said we went from zero to total compromise. First released to run on Windows 98, and the Centium CS3000 software is used to monitor and control machinery in large industrial installations. Julian D- Diaz explained, if you are able to exploit the vulnerabilities we have ad- identified, you get control of the human interface station. That's where the operator sits or stands and monitors operational details. Holy cow. I know. He continued, if you have control of that station as an attacker, you have the same level of control as someone standing on the plant plant, plant floor wearing a security badge. Mm. My, oh my. About 7,600 plants around the world are using the vulnerable software. The software developers are now in the process of contacting customers who might be vulnerable and are urging those who were at risk to apply its patch. Wow. Okay. So first of all, I would say, if you're thinking about exploiting this software hacker, just keep in mind that the quote is that it would be a low-skilled hacker. <laughs> so anyone could so do it. If you do it, then you are falling under skill. that category. Yeah. That's kind of frightening. Also, these machines, All I'm thinking, are... I, I can't help but think that they've taken control. Oh. These low quality hackers or whatever the loads low skilled hackers and that to me takes me to total recall on planet mars and you just want to watch out for those because they're under the control of a low skilled hacker yeah that might not be a good thing might not be crazy that it's been in use for this many years and they didn't know about this seeming exploit that would allow Mm -hmm. me to take control well, not me, because I am a highly skilled hacker. <laughs> but a low-skilled hacker could take control, and, and who knows what you could do at a power plant. Yeah, there's a lot. You know, just 
shut down power to whole cities and all that other kind of stuff. I don't even want to think about that. No, that'd be really bad. Because usually that, you know, that. so, you know, you get some kid who can do that. Because mm-hmm. apparently it's that's the way it is, and uh, maybe there's some some other thing going on that they need the power out for, or yeah, something like that, or overload circuits, or who knows. Yeah. Hopefully they all get it fixed. Oh, Ooh. oh! <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> a particular type of spiders has been forced ma- has forced Mazda to issue a voluntary recall notice that it can apply a software to fix its cars. Okay, sorry. A spider. A spider. A spider did that. Has caused Mazda to recall their cars? Yeah. yeah. Do go on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the yellow sack spider is attracted to the smell of gasoline and will weave its web at engines, causing a blockage of, and buildup of pressure, oh possibly my. leading to a cracked gas tank. Now, I'm not good with cars, but that doesn't sound good. No. Mazda has said that this could increase the risk of fire. A free software update will be applied to recalled cars to monitor the pressure level and warn drivers of any danger. Mazda said it is unaware of any fires being started due to the vulnerability, but it has been a pro- but it has been a problem that has plagued the company since at least 2009. Specifically, it is Mazda 6s from 2010 to 2012 range that are covered by the late- by this latest recall. According to Wikipedia, the yellow sack spiders primarily found in northern Europe to Japan and from southern Africa to India and Australia. That's uh Wow. I don't even want to comment as <laughs> <laughs> very Let's move on. Yes. Let's <laughs> All right. Hey, there's a cool kid. Yeah. A five-year-old boy who worked out a security vulnerability in Microsoft's Xbox Live service has been officially thanked by the company. A low-skilled hacker. That is that is low-skilled. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kid who's hacking into the, mo- the power plants. There he is. Christopher Von Hassel from San Diego figured out how to log into his dad's account without the right password. The boy worked out that entering the wrong password into the login screen would bring up a second second password verification screen. Christopher discovered that if he simply pressed the space bar to fill up the password field, the system would let him into his dad's account. (laughs) You serious? That's it? Wow. That's all it takes? How did that exploit get in there? Oh yeah, just push space a whole bunch of times. Yeah, let's just do that. Good old Microsoft and their security. (laughs) Microsoft has fixed the flaw and added Christopher to its list of recognized security researchers. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my gosh. Dad must be proud. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the last story. That's the news. That's it from the Category 5.TV newsroom. Thank you newsroom.category5.tv if you want to follow the whole stories and of course you can email us uh, newsroom at category5.tv if you've got a noteworthy story that you'd like to include right here on the air well I want to show you the Roku because this thing is just awesome and and if you're watching on Roku you know you're just like yeah Uh, there it is I've got the Roku 2 and the reason that I went with the Roku 2 is I didn't want the Roku 1 because I wanted this headphone jack Imagine a remote control that has a built-in headphone jack. Oh. Okay. So they're napping. 
Kids are napping. You, you can are... you can put on a show and listen to it with headphones, mm-hmm. walk around the house. I don't know how it works because this has has never died on me yet. The batteries haven't died. I've listened mm-hmm. to it all the time. And my MP3 player only lasts a day. Yeah. My iPod lasts 20 minutes. <laughs> how this thing works, I don't know. It's, it's plutonium or something. But it's got a headphone jack and it's got excellent sound. That's one of the selling points that sold me on the Roku 2 versus the Roku 1. But also, mm-hmm. didn't want the Roku 3 because I've got some older, uh, older TVs around the house that mm-hmm. I want to be able to plug the Roku into if I want right. the kids to be able to watch Netflix or whatever mm-hmm. else. And uh, it gives them access via either the old style uh, composite not component but composite the RCA red yellow and white mm-hmm. uh, cable or HD up to 1080p uh, through HDMI right so decent decent so what is the Roku I'm actually going to bring it up on the screen here there you go uh, it's basically you know it's just a set-top box that gives you access to so many things. If I jump into the channel store, you can see that there are just, you know, there's featured channels, MLB, UFC, uh, lots of sports I can see. Uh, yeah. Kids Blackjack. shows. Uh, Blackjack, if you've got a Roku 3, you can play games and stuff. Roku oh. 3 does have some great selling points. Uh, go to cat5.tv slash Roku, and I've written up a little bit of a blurb about the advantages and disadvantages of the four main units that are currently available. The mm-hmm. streaming stick, which just plugs into your TV directly through HDMI, so it's nice and convenient if you've got a TV mounted on the wall because then right. you don't have any cables. Mm-hmm. The Roku 1, the Roku 2, and the Roku 3 and what makes them, you know, what makes them different. So those are all the information is available at cat5.tv slash Roku. This is the uh, online channel store through the Roku device. And you'll see if you go to new channels that Category 5 TV is, in fact, there. And uh, you can actually install that. So if you haven't already done that and you've got a Roku, please do. Uh, you'll also find it uh, in various places. Um, on this device, it shows up in Internet TV for example. So you can go to internet television shows and here you go. There's Category 5 Technology TV. So there we are. Uh, But you see that there are a ton of other shows, lots of shows that you are no doubt familiar with. I saw Twit above there um, and it loops around. I just saw the Tech Buzz TTB network. Uh, Let's see what else we've... And and so many recognizable uh, channels. Mm -hmm. TED Talks, for example. CNET. Daily Motion Revision 3 is another great one. Uh, so you just kind of scroll through and you can add anything you want. And they are well categorized. So if you're looking for food channels, there you go. Uh, if you're looking for sports, there you go. Because one of the things, you know, as you cut the cable, well, am I going to be able to watch my sports? Well, Roku is a device that is going to be able to provide that for you weather and news and all these different categories. So uh, I want to bring up Roku on on my computer uh, through the channel store. And again, I've got links to that at cat5.tv slash Roku just to make it really, really simple for you. And show you just uh, how that works as we head over to our website, cat5.tv slash Roku. There are my reviews of each device. And then there's a link for uh, us in the channel store. When you're at the channel store... Check out what can happen if you click on Browse up at the top here. Now we've got the list of all the different categories up here at the top. So if we go into Science and Technology, you see that you know there are TED, CNET, all those kinds of things. And you can actually click on a show and you can add the channel. So there's an Add button. You can actually put it on your device. Or if you have the 
channel code, you can in fact click on the channel code and just add it to your device. Really, really cool. One of the things that's neat about Roku is that now I'm showing you all the official channels and you know the fact that these channels are available in the channel store. You'll see them as you browse. But there are also private channels, and the Roku supports private channels so that you have access to content that maybe cannot be displayed in the public um, approved kind of channel store, but you can get access to it um, by other means. So you can do a Google search for Roku private channels. You'll find some things, whatever your favorite search engine is. Uh, one that seems to work really well is streamfree.tv. Streamfree.tv, just like it sounds. And if you click on free Roku private, you'll see that there, you know, you can look at all private channels or by category. And if you go into by category, you can see all these different categories. And this is just one result that you'll see in Google. So if you go into, uh, say, science and technology, You'll see that Category 5 isn't here, but these are other channels that are available through on your Roku, but they're private, so they're not available in the channel store. So I can click on you know, uh, NASA, for example, and I can add live streaming from NASA mm-hmm. to my Roku box just by clicking on to add it. And it's asking me to log in, so I, I'm going to jump over to Firefox because I've actually got access to uh, my Roku account from Firefox rather than Chrome. we go so if i choose one let's say nasa there we go oh <laughs> i gotta sign in <laughs> i talked too long that's all yeah so it's waiting for me to enter my info there we go okay now i'm in so go. by clicking on that now i've got the okay do you want to add this Yes, I do. So, and even though this is not available in the channel store, I can find it over there at streamfree.tv or I can find them through Google by searching for Roku private channels and I can add channels that are not available in the public channel store. Hmm. Very cool to be able to do that and you find some, you know, even some channels that are maybe beta testing and they're not really ready for uh, public consumption, Mm -hmm. but they're still really good channels and you want to be able to get it. There's a lot of live stuff that's available as well through private channels. Um, Netflix is available in the channel store and you see that I've got it installed. Now I've got a Roku too. So Netflix on my device. Oh, and I'm in the channel store. Pardon me. I want to go back to my channels. There we are. So if I bring up Netflix, the, the issue on the Roku two and Roku one, I believe the streaming stick as well. They're slower devices. So you don't get the new Netflix uh, experience so there are no profiles so you see for example recently watched by mummy and daddy uh spongebob pet saw doctor shop. who in there too doctor who that really was mummy and daddy <laughs> but all these other ones uh you know you can see that the kids have gone in and and been watching stuff that one was me that one was me so there are advantages to the roku 3 because it comes with the new roku or the new uh netflix um channel so right. you, you have profiles and you can select which profile you want to use. Mm-hmm. These other devices are quite a bit slower. They don't see, you, you see that they don't perform slowly. 
just that the processors themselves are slower, even though perceptively we see that it runs really, really fast. So when people like or companies like Netflix develop their software, they can only do so much with the Roku 2 versus the Roku 3. Mm-hmm. So that's why there's a, a quite a bit of a feature gap between them. But it works fantastically well, plays really well, remembers your spot. Uh, so you can see that it's waiting for me to play episode number 210. That's the one we'll be watching tonight. Go back to my home screen. Notice that I'm operating everything directly from this nice little remote. Really, really easy to use. Couple, only a couple buttons. It really is. Um, and here we go. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually jump up to Category 5 Technology TV because I told you we would take a look at this channel because a lot of you haven't got your Rokus yet. You can pick one up at cat5.tv slash Roku and you'll see that we've got all episodes. This is cool because if you go to all episodes, you can go through the current season, but you can go all the way back season six. Season 5, Season 4, Season 3, Season 2, and Season 1, all the way back to 2007 with our very first episode. And every available episode is available on Roku. And you can watch it up on your TV. So that's really, really cool. Uh, Big feat. And, you know, again, huge thanks to Jot for uh, one of our community viewers uh, who helped us to put that together. Uh, Sort by co-host. This is cool, Kelsey. Uh, All the Kelsey Jensen fans can jump over to Kelsey. And there we go. You've only been on one episode before. This one will be in there, too. This one will be in there, too, after tonight. Uh, But you can see that as you choose a co-host, you can actually watch any episode that had that co-host on it. That's kind of cool. You can watch live, as many of you are right now, and you'll see that we are currently on the air. And there are some special features behind the scenes, things that you've never seen before. Also, recordings of our Google Plus Hangouts. So if you have ever participated in a Google Plus Hangout, those are available for you as archives. And if you've never participated, it's a little bit of fun. And it's almost like our Hangouts tend to be a little bit like a a very laid-back um, episode of, of the show in a way because it's so interactive because we're actually chatting with you and uh, we have a lot of fun answering your questions and sometimes it's slow you know there might be one or two people sometimes there are ten people and, and we have a good time and uh, I fully expect that you know if we when we hold another one that we'll, we'll see a lot of people join us and we mm-hmm. invite you to join us for that so I love that there are the backstage pass features tour of the studio and, and just a variety of different things that you, you haven't ever seen anywhere else. And, uh, and those are available to you on our Roku channel. So there you have it. And I'm going to be, I'm the developer. And so, you know, I've had to teach myself bright script and it's been a lot of fun and learning how to, to program this thing. Love the device. I'll just mention. So I know that you who are using Roku, um, are absolutely in love with the thing. And I, I got to say as a developer and a programmer and a, and a, broadcaster Mm -hmm. it's a fantastic platform i love it and it's so nice to have you joining us and if you haven't got your roku yet again get over to our website through this link cat5.tv slash roku and find out all the information you can actually buy them right there and uh, you'll be just loving this thing Mm -hmm. and that's the interface it's really really easy to use and that's you know that's category five and and this is only going to grow we're just going to be adding features and making it better and better. And then, of course, you go through the channel store and pick the shows that you like. And, uh, you know, I've just been... I've basically just been putting any on there just to see what how it works. And um, if you want to be able to stream files from your computer, I, I installed the channel called My Media, and it you put a, 
a tool on your on a Windows computer somewhere on your network, and it allows it to stream your video files directly to the Roku as well, which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Roku three has USB uh, in a jack, so you can plug in a flash drive or something with or an external hard drive with your video files, and that's a lot better because mm-hmm. um, you don't need to do the networking aspect. But at least there is a way around it. So yeah, cool. Well, this is Category Five Technology TV. It's really nice to see you, Kelsey. All nice right. To see you. So we welcome our newly registered viewers. Yeah, there's been a few of you this week. I yeah, noticed that the list is quite long. We should probably. Well, wow, we're going to have to do this really, really fast. Yeah. Eh? All right, go for it. All right, welcome. So, uh, we welcome fixin' stuff. B W Withage. George Crawford in. Brain Q forty nine Lamb. <laughs> G Man. Carl W Campbell. Woo. Alid, Alade, Adelaide, Adelaide, I guess, oh. and V seven BBD. I guess that's his license plate number. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, nice to Sir have you here. Goip. Hello, Zoran Soon. Nice to see you. Uh, Jim Seven Fl. And Florida Bob. Fast Cat Six Six Six. Thorneo. We had a question from him yes, tonight. We did. Nice to see you. Uh, TSL Two Four Seven. Farmer Indy. Thanks for the Close easy enough. to pronounce names, guys. <laughs> nice to see ya. Spurnoga. And uh, Kevin48. Songbird. That one's pretty good. Tool916. Coral. <laughs> I would say Cural. 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 Alright, and like S- Steve G2. Marcus nice to have you Howard. Bigum. Horizon. Uh, Butler Jazz. Chloe UK. <laughs> and finally, Tetson 52. One of these days, someone is going to pull a Bart Simpson on us and register, you know, Seymour Butt Kiss or something. <laughs> and we're going to say hello to you. But it's so nice to have you joining us. And uh, of course, um, it's free to register on our website, category5.tv. We love having you as a part of our community. Get into the chat room throughout the week uh, because, you know, we tend to come in and out of the chat room, but there are always people there that want to say hi to you. And uh, you can certainly talk about the show. Uh, also, if you enjoyed this show, if you enjoyed other episodes of Category 5, please go to our website. If you're watching on Roku, you notice those five stars. Uh, in order to rate our show, you have to go to our website, Category5.tv, and you'll see the stars on every episode. You can choose one to five stars. But that said, if you want to rate the show itself in the channel store, I'd encourage you to do that. Uh, you can follow the link at cat5.tv slash Roku to our channel store uh, entry directly. Uh, you can vote directly on your Roku device in the channel store. Pretty easy stuff. So, Sounds pretty good. appreciate it. It's nice to see you rating us and enjoying the show. Well, thanks, everybody. Uh, we uh, are completely out of time. Can't believe it. Uh, I've got lots of your viewer questions that came in this week, and we're going to uh, actually do a viewer question extravaganza next week, and we're going to go through those, so don't miss next week's show. We're going to take care of those for you. We're going to get rid of all this flickery goodness, and uh, we're going to have... Yeah, it'll be... Well, it'll still be fun. It'll yeah. still be fun, even yeah. if you're not here, but this was good. Thank you. Did you have fun? Yes, I had lots of fun. Good. You have fun? said yes yeah, yeah also said every single great one time. said yes it was like the board yes <laughs> all at once everybody at once so have a fantastic week hope to see you on our roku channel and uh, i guess we'll talk to you in one week's time okay. thanks kelsey thank you very much thanks everybody Bye. see ya we hope you enjoyed the show 
Category 5 TV broadcasts live from Barrie, Ontario, Canada every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching this on demand or through cable TV, check out the local showtimes in your area at Category5.tv and find out when you can watch live and interact in the community chat room. Category 5 is a production of Prodigy Digital Solutions and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 Canada. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. 